Welcome, Critters and Creeps, to another episode of CadaverCast. I'm Al Burnham. And I'm Cadaver Dad Jeff Burnham. And we are coming to you from the Frankenstein's Monkey Farm. It's a big holiday. Yeah, Halloween. You don't say. Yep, haven't, uh, we haven't posted an episode in a bit. You know, it's funny because as soon as we said we were gonna sort of not keep to the schedule we'd been doing, we started keeping pretty regularly to a monthly schedule, even though we're not scheduled. We've just been getting episodes out. But it's been great because we've actually been doing these episodes when the new, like, Blu-rays and stuff come out for these movies that we love or these movies that Al hasn't seen yet. It's proven to be really advantageous. You getting older and us getting these movies to watch and stuff because Scream Factory keeps re-releasing stuff. Uh Uh-huh. It was cool. It was Mm -hmm. fun. Yeah. So we do have another episode for you here about, in part, the new releases from Scream Factory, namely their Blu-rays of, or well, sorry, the 4K Ultra HD slash Blu-ray of Night of the Demons and the Blu-ray of Night of the Demons 2, their collector's edition. So we're going to talk about those. I will also briefly talk about um, Night of the Demons 3, which I don't have a lot to say about in general. I'll talk a little bit about Night of the Demons 2, the movie itself, because Al hasn't seen Night of the Demons 2. But Al, you did end up getting to see 1988's Night of the Demons. Yep. What were the circumstances of that? Do you remember? We were watching the... Um, was it live? So you're talking about Joe Bob? Yes, we we watched a um. Was it? Did I know? I know when we watched it. It was it was like a long time before, but right, was it live? Right, right, right. Were yeah, they like redoing it. So I forgot. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit of a, a different episode of uh, the last drive-in with Joe Bob Briggs because it was from the Joe Bob's Jamboree business, right? Yeah, and that was a live event where people were at a drive-in with Joe, Bob, and Darcy and their guests. They had watched two movies, but the show on Shudder was just the first movie. We didn't know what it was going to be. We could have, I guess, if we'd looked it up. We could have looked up what movies they showed at the drive-in. But we didn't know, and so we had a movie night planned. And Alistair, I told you something big. Do you remember this? Before Joe Bob even started. Nope. <laughs> I, I don't. It was... <laughs> I told Alistair in a very bold parenting move that they could stay up and watch whatever it was that Joe Bob was showing. And I didn't know what it was. So I basically gave Al total freedom to stay up and watch whatever weird junk was on there. Provided it wasn't one of a few certain movies that obviously Al probably shouldn't see at this stage. But basically, almost anything goes is what I said, right? Yeah, yeah. And you didn't have to, right? I wasn't forcing you to. Nope, nope. I I chose to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it ended up being Night of the Demons. Right. <laughs> Which again, you had never seen before. No. no. But you do have a connection to the movie. Yes, I have met Linnea Quigley. Yeah, exactly. Right. And it's something that we talked about on the show way, way back in the day after it happened. Because we were at an event where I think it was Return of the Living Dead was showing. And we were working. I don't know. I don't remember that. (laughs) I don't remember that event. 
You don't remember meeting her? No, I, I, I mean, I know that I meet her, but I don't remember anything about that event. Whoa. I mean, I remember, I remember, I kind of, I. Do you remember can't. meeting her? Actually, no, the entire event is just gone from my memory. Just gone? Oh, yeah. man. Well, I tell gone. you what, I'll have to dig it up, and it's pretty easily accessible, I am sure. But I have the video of you meeting Linnea Quigley. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I actually have that. And when Al met Linnea Quigley, Al had had the idea, because Al was in dance, right? You had started yes. dance like that year or the year before. You were in ballet, right? And you had the idea that because all you knew about Linnea Quigley is that, one, she was in a bunch of horror movies, including movies that I loved. And two, there was a scene in one of them where she danced, right? So you had this idea of doing a monster dance for Linnea Quigley. Hmm. That's an interesting idea. Right. And so you met her when you walked up to her. Um, you just asked her if you could do a monster dance for her and she was like, of course. And you did this little monster dance and then, uh, she ended up calling you on the phone and that was pretty much it. That was kind of the last, that was the last interaction we had with Linnea Quigley, but it was very, very nice, you know, and it was early in our show. So it was a kind of a cool thing to have happen early in our show to have you have this great interaction with somebody who, I mean... To say she's a horror icon is accurate, but also undersells the importance of Linnea Quigley's movies to me personally, because this and Return of the Living Dead, I watched countless times (laughs) growing up. Yeah. I had the VHS of Return of the Living Dead when I was a teenager. Um, I would catch Night of the Demons on cable, I think, and then eventually had the VHS because um, I was at a rental place. Uh, when I moved in with your mom, there was a local rental place that some friend, it was one of our friends through theater, started talking to us about this movie and was like, oh, I saw this horrible movie. It's so stupid. And and they were explaining it. And I went, is this called Night of the Demons? And I hadn't seen it in some years at that point because I just caught it on TV. You know, I'd watch it on TV with grandma and stuff. And he goes, yeah, how did you know? And I was like, oh, my gosh, where is it? And I went and rented it that day. (laughs) I immediately went and rented that. Then when the place was closing down that rental shop, I went and bought that copy, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And so, yeah, we've just been sitting then on the Blu-ray for a long time. The Blu-ray DVD collector's edition, which I have signed by Linnea Quigley there. Yep. Now it's in 4K, and more importantly, Alistair, it's in your head. Yep. <laughs> and so we're here to, like, you know, let you unload your thoughts, because obviously the listeners have questions, including questions about, did Alistair watch that one part? <laughs> and so you, we're going to talk about that. Yep. Um, before we do, really quick, and then I'm letting you, you just take the reins, I wanted to at least one... Make sure that you remembered Linnea Quigley and stuff. And since you didn't, yeah. tell you the, the story again. Yeah. Two, set up kind of what we're doing as well as my history with the movie a little bit. Because that's how we got here in the first place. Yeah. Right? But uh, three, get you rolling on some parental guidance. What should parents be concerned about in Night of the Demons? A lot. <laughs> yep, like everything. Yeah, mostly. Pretty much. Say. 
like everything, almost everything that you would say is a, a cause for parental guidance on our show historically is in this movie. We have obviously swearing. We have gore. We have scary stuff. We have crazy looking monsters. We have nudity. We have all kinds of other related adult scenarios. We've got gore involving like or gore. I don't even I don't know, man. There's I, I don't know how to refer to the, the scene in question. The scene. You know the scene. Yeah. Am I missing stuff? What am I missing? No, I don't think I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. I guess I handled that pretty quick. I guess we didn't need to hand it over to you. Uh, so jump scares, I would say slight. It's not that scary, but I mean, there is some. That okay, is some. good, good, good. Yeah, this is why I wanted you to elaborate because to me, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thought of that, right? But totally, you're, you're absolutely it's right. It's not that it's they're not that bad. The only one that was kind of squeak was the the one with the mirror. The demon right. with the mirror was kind of the only one that went me go that made me go like, oh, yeah. Like other words, it's like, huh. Oh. Yeah, not, not too scary, Al handled like, it quite well, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, now that we've got that laid out there, and this is to say, parents, you know, it's this isn't a kid's movie at all. No, not <laughs> not, really. not at all. So, yeah, I mean, Al's a very particular kid. Al's also worked on horror movies and stuff. <laughs> and, yeah. You know, Al's, Al's got that... Uh, behind the scenes experience so that definitely plays a big part and i think you were less scared of this movie than i was when i first saw it and i probably would have been like i don't know 14 or 15 when i saw it (laughs) that was actually really interesting how they did it because um it was like i was so uh, it was you know most of the time in movies i can like figure out how they do it sometimes i'm like huh what how did they do that yes it'll take me a bit but this movie most of the stuff i could not figure out right. how they did the effects. It was a lot of things. It was it was fun to learn about them and go like, oh, that's really neat. Yeah, because uh, Steve Johnson did the effects on this, and yeah. oh did my a goodness, really good job. Well, yeah, and Steve Johnson is an absolute legend in special effects, and so like, I mean, for real, just go. You know what? Yeah, just pull it up on IMDb, listeners. And be stunned at the movies that Steve Johnson did the special effects for. And you will also see, you know, when you look at his filmography and see that he worked on things, you know, with like James Cameron and he worked on all these big budgety things, you know, and he worked on like whatever Ghostbusters and he worked with Tim Burton, you know, and he worked with all these people, you know. And then you think about this little little Night of the Demons movie. And yet here he is too, delivering full force, you know. Yeah. Like, it was crazy how like, Things I didn't know, like, huh? Well, it's just so simple. Right. Like, like what? Um, for one where they, with the roller skates, where it was like. Oh, uh, yeah. That was pretty cool. Because it was like, what? How do they do that? That's really smooth. And it's kind of, it's part, kind of simple, but. Well, why don't you explain it? Because I don't yeah. think our listeners understand. So, um, I guess we should probably explain, like, the plot first. <laughs> well, explain the effect you're talking about. Yeah, and okay. then we can so, jump back um, to the plot. Towards the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much at the end. But um Angela is it it's she's like a monster. I yeah, guess. she's like the demon and, boss. Yeah. And she's like floating through the hallways, like in the movie, not in right. real life, but and you see it from like below, so like normally if it was like from up above, it would like think that it would be easy to hide it, but no, it's like from below. And it's like really smooth. It looks like she's just floating along. And right. how they did it was there's she was on roller skates, but it was so dark in that place that you couldn't see it. 
I always assumed that they were on some kind of like a pallet rig attached. And this was just like before I learned about the effects in the movie, this is right. But when I was younger, I assumed that there was some kind of pallet rig of some kind with like wheels on it attached to the like the the camera, like the the whole camera mount on top of like some track or something like that so that they could roll the camera and the actor at the same time. I mean, that would be a pretty good idea anyway. Right. Yeah. yeah. But like. If you could get away with it. It's so, it's so funny that it is that simple. They just put them on roller skates because yeah. why would you do anything else? It's yeah. like when but we needed the footage for house sitters and this is on the Facebook page for house sitters when we needed footage of the monster like going down a hallway, you know, sneaking down a hallway, I was filming it while sitting on a skateboard and the director, Jason, was pushing me like hey, while I was on yeah. the skateboard. And that, that footage is on uh, the Facebook page for uh, the movie House Sitters that we worked on. But like that's more the spirit of this movie, right? Yeah. Roller skates and skateboards, mm-hmm. you know, not the, the big but elaborate like, the stuff. The thing is, it's just done so well. Like, the simple things, like, just put roller skates on, is performed so well, though. It's Mm -hmm. like, that's the thing. They're confusing, because they're done well. Yeah. Right. And it's it's all simple stuff, too. They're not going for huge, huge effects work in this one, right? They're not going for giant (laughs) special effects. They've got some great, you know, uh, sort of smoke and mirrors tricks. They've got a lot of facial prosthetics and stuff for the demons and then you've got that you know the very straightforward most direct how do we accomplish this the most simplest way kind of special effects work here from you know steve johnson and crew right yeah but why don't you talk about the story a little bit and lay it out on our listeners i don't know what you got from it and i'm i'm letting you take over the show now i i got it started but so um Basically, before we talk in depth about the story, I'm just gonna, you know, explain like the basic outline. Is there? Of... <laughs> I don't know that there's much depth to get into for I mean, the story. Like, get into like explaining what happened. <laughs> oh, to like little bits that we like. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 So there's um Angela and then Susie. Yes, Angela and Susie are throwing a party at this old abandoned like haunted mansion. It's a an old um like a mortuary. Yeah, yeah. It's like haunted. Right. So they invite a bunch of people over and then crazy stuff happens. Angela and Susie become demons and then a, like a bunch of other people become demons and yeah. 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 It's basic the basic story. Sure. Yeah. I mean it's pretty pretty much yeah, just that. Just that. Yeah. The main the main girl's name is Judy. Right. Yeah. So we have Judy. Judy is the only kind of major wild card that you didn't discuss, but she's like, she's just our final girl, and she's just the sweet blonde dressed as Alice in Wonderland, just looks like a little kid kind of a character amidst this like party full of weirdos and and like uh, demons, frankly. Yeah. But, you know. Which actually, and going back to the special effects. The facial prosthetics are done. Special effects. The, the spe- I did say that. Oh, I thought you said it. I, I thought it came out weird. Gotcha. No. Nope. <laughs> but anyway, um, the facial prost- prost- prosthetics. I keep, yep. Yes. I yeah. keep thinking like T or T. Or th- it right. keeps confusing me in my mind. But 
the facial prosthetics um for the demons are done very well too mm-hmm. like they they spook me they they're pretty spooky mm. yeah it's simple right i mean it's just yeah. slight sort of like tweaking of the face structure and they add like the demon teeth and stuff and it makes their faces look very strange yeah and like that's the thing and even though they didn't do like that much it looks like they did a lot because it's just simple things you know right like some things to manipulate your mind you know and there's well i like the teeth i like the demon teeth. yeah that's actually what actually spooked me it's like yeah it's actually a really cool thing the demon teeth are is probably the only thing that spooked me. They're very well done. Yeah, because they're not like, I don't know, human at all. No. They're just all pokey, pointy demon teeth. Yeah. And it's and it's they're like, not even like across the whole mouth. Frankly, there's more gums than teeth. <laughs> right. They're really spooky. Yeah. 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 So, so the party ends up full of these characters who are all... Of, like, totally different sorts. I find it to be really funny because it's one of those kind of groups of characters in a horror movie where you go, why are all these people friends? How did all these people come to hang out? No, these people aren't really alike at all. Because most friend groups, they'll be kind of like a thing. You know, the friend group you'll see has some overlap in interests or style or tastes or something. But, like, boy, you got some absolute jerkwads in this group. (laughs) Yeah, right. And I feel like a like a lot of movies do that, and um, like I mean not oh I mean yeah kind of, a lot yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, especially like eighties slashery fare has a lot yeah, of that. Even though that that type of thing is, I mean it 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 happens. It can sometimes happen, but well, sure. uh, not, not much, not much in real life. Well, it's like. Can you imagine in real life? And obviously, like things happen. You know, where like. In a single night, there'll be a group of people who get together and have a party, but maybe they're not normally friends. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. That can totally happen. But it's just a thing that in movies always happens. Yeah. Right. So because like imagine just in the real world having the group of people like Angela and Judy and Stooge. Right. Yeah, and like, like and, and like these people who who aren't alike at all. Yeah. I mean, in. Uh, yeah, like, a, a good difference, like, difference is good, like, True, in a movie, yeah. if you don't have difference, then it's it's kind of boring. And in real life. Yes, frankly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a little difference is good, like, if you don't have difference, it's kind of bland, in, in movies and real life, too. Mm-hmm. But there's also a thing in movies as too much difference. <laughs> yeah, and I think, like, Stooge is the great example of that. It's from, it's the Judy to Stooge range of characters the sweethearts like Judy, the just pure, innocent sweethearts to the absolute scuzzballs <laughs> like Stooge, all of whom are seemingly in the same friend group. The only ones who aren't supposedly in this friend group are um, Susie and Angela. Like, they're the outsiders. They're the weirdos, right? Um, the others are all coming to Angela's party, you know, and even Judy's like, what you know Angela's a weirdo she's creepy so like there are the outsiders but that means kind of the rest of them are all of a sort uh well except for Sal obviously Sal comes in he's Judy's not ex-boyfriend they went on a date <laughs> that's the whole story yeah but yeah no um what else is going on here um there is the the old man in the beginning oh yeah yeah 
I just remembered him. Yeah, the wraparound. Yeah, it's like where you meet most. You meet most of the characters. Like not most of them. You meet Judy and you meet uh, Stooge. Stooge. Roger? Is it Roger? I feel like it is. Yeah, I think it's you meet Rogers, uh, Stooge, and whoever it is Judy. that's with them. The the yeah. other. I was like, is don't we meet two other? I don't. Characters? Yeah, I don't remember the other the the other woman's name. The one who hangs out with Stooge, who rides in with Stooge. Maybe. Oh, Helen. It's Helen. Oh, yeah. There we go. <laughs> this is only important to me because, like, I've watched the movie a million times. I should remember their names. But, yeah, and the old man, you know, basically the story with the old man, he hates the kid. He hates kids, so he puts razor blades. Yep. He puts razor blades in, in the apples. Yep, and, you know, we won't go to the end of the movie, but that's what he's he's up yeah. to. So he's kind of got this wraparound. Yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of a great way to introduce us to this kind of mean, weird world where, I don't know, old people are evil and put razor blades in apples and demons exist and all this stuff. It's it's kind of this nice, very Halloween-y intro because this yeah. is a very Halloween movie. Yes, yeah, it is very, very much a Halloween movie. Well, do you remember the original title? Uh, Halloween party. <laughs> That's right. That's <laughs> so. Um, one of the great things about the the new disc, actually, the new um, Night of the Demons 4K and Blu-ray, is that it includes the original work print with the title card for the Halloween party. Yeah. Right. So yeah, it was called the Halloween party. <laughs> so very Halloweeny. Yeah. You know. And became Night of the Demons, which is still very Halloweeny. Yeah, I mean the title alone is very Halloweeny, but it does have more of a, I don't know, a non-seasonal title, so that it feels a little more okay for people to watch it outside of the Halloween yeah. season. Yeah. Not that you can't watch any outside of the Halloween mm -hmm. season, but you know how people are. Yeah, but it is. Yeah, this entire friend group that it's weird, <laughs> but. They've all been invited to Angela's party, and um, they steal stuff for the party. Right, yeah. Yeah, that's one of the most famous scenes, the scene where mm -hmm. Linnea Quigley uses her butt as a distraction <laughs> for, for the thievery. Yep, and then Angela just, like, just swipes a bunch of stuff off the shelf, and, like, there's a bunch of people around her that just don't notice. <laughs> or they're pretending not to, you know? Yeah. Sometimes, man, people see things and they just they just pretend not to have seen it at all so that they don't got to be a part of it. Yeah. You know, like if it doesn't affect them, they'll just go the other way. Mm hmm. Unfortunately. No. But yep. Anyway. Yeah. Then eventually they all come to the party. Yep. So and this a like uh, what was it? The Yeah. Mortuary. Yeah. The um whole house. Yeah. Yes, oh. Hull House. Yeah, that's what it's called. Mm -hmm. It's like surrounded by a what was it? Um, oh, it's it an, a moat. It's an underground stream that surrounds yeah. the entire it's like property. A special stream or something. Yes, yeah, it's, it's somehow magical. <laughs> it's like, like a the well, there's like stuff. <laughs> I guess it's I, like so the it's like a it's a portal to hell. There's there are all these kind of conflicting tales going on because it's a portal to hell. It's also like a place where like Native Americans showed up and settled here when they weren't supposed to. And then 
the Native American man ate his family or something because the land something is so like evil, that. right? Yeah, I feel like it was something like that. Yeah. But they've got a wall that's built on top of the stream. Which and makes absolutely no structural sense. Yeah, that is an engineering feat to be sure. <laughs> the entire thing on top of that. Like something that would come out of Minecraft. Oh, sure, yeah. Well, it's a really huge wall, too. Yeah, it is. It's... Like 20 it's, feet high? Yeah, or something like that. It gets smaller in the sequels, which is funny. <laughs> it does? Yeah. That's funny. Well, and eventually, the demons can't even seal off the area. In the third one, like, people can just come and go as they please, really. It's very strange. But that's the third one. <laughs> Back to the first one. Yeah. <laughs> what What else did you like in this? And also, do you want to talk about some of the gorier stuff and especially the scene? I do like how they make it very, very spooky, like the there's no exit, you know? Uh-huh. Because they have, um, it's just like, once they all get in, they go out to get try to get out, and, like, the gate's gone, it's, there's no gate. Yeah. Like, I think that that's pretty, I like that. Yeah, the, the, the sense that things are happening that could not possibly happen lends itself really nicely yeah. to making a demon story scary because demons can do things that don't make any sense to us, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the power of evil. Yeah. And then another thing I liked was the demon in the mirror. Uh-huh. That, that was a really cool. But um, I don't know how... I think you only get to see it once or something. Yeah, the mirror demon turns up just... Well, maybe like twice. I don't know. It's not... it's like twice. But it's... It's like clearly a big old rubbery head, yeah. so they Even don't to show be it much. Like the demon of the whole house. Yeah, it's, it just appears twice, and it's like a giant rubber head. Yep, voiced by uh, Lenny from Which Board? Still, it's still spooky though. <laughs> right. The the only. Oh yeah, he's in the movie yeah. too. That the guy who voices yeah, the yeah. the demon. He's in the. Tell me about that. Yeah, um, the convenience store scene. The guy without glasses. For, yes, for those of you who yeah, understand yeah. the scene or like, remember, I the know. Scene. One of the side characters did it. I'm like, yeah. I forgot. But it's it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. There is uh, one scene that I didn't watch on, on purpose, which was... Um, oh, eye-gouging. Uh, yeah. Right. So that whole scene, Al requested not to watch because Al knew that eye-gouging was not a thing that they wanted to see. So, yeah, we, <laughs> we, we let Al... Uh, we we kind of let Al know sort of the bigger, gorier stuff that was going to happen. And, and not in too much detail, but just sort of like this kind of thing happens or something like this happens. Is that too much for you? Do you want to cover your eyes? And the only thing Al wanted to cover eyes for was that, for that scene. So that whole scene Al skipped. And then there was, um, you missed another part of another scene rooting through candy. But uh, which was more adult stuff because you were you were going through the the candy box that grandma had sent. All right. Yeah. 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 So you're rooting through that and missed it more of the adult stuff. So I didn't draw your attention to it. But then. Yeah, that was it. That was the only thing you skipped, which was and impressive. Then some of the, like the 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 them becoming demons of the mouth, because that actually that was pretty spooky. Sometimes we're like, ah. Oh, like just when they'd pop up and be yeah, scary. Yeah, it's like just normal, and then ah, demon. Like that. That was pretty. Oh, the jump scare yeah. faces and stuff. Yeah, like all the time it was like pretty spooky. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. Totally. But I saw most of them. 
yeah, Al watched almost every bit of the movie. I mean, and the other bits will just be kind of like your next viewing or whatever, you know, potentially. Um, obviously, we rewatched part of it because, you know, we were prepping for this episode. So we wanted to go through the discs and everything. But yeah, you still just watched it the, the one time, which now you're going to have to watch it annually because I think it's one of the most important Halloween movies. Yes. <laughs> I watch it every year. I mean, we watched it before October this year, but, you know, in our household, it's always spooky season. And yep. the real, real spooky season starts up September. Yeah. So, <laughs> well into the beginning of September when we decorate our apartment for my birthday. Yep. And, um, yeah. So, Alistair, do you want to talk about the scene? should cover it you think i should cover it because <laughs> i've covered the kind of the rest well that's okay because i mean our listeners are really here to hear you talk about night of the demons and in particular that scene so like i can describe stuff if you need help just like explaining it for sure but they're here to hear you talk about that man like and not you don't have to explain every detail i'm not trying to make no. you uncomfortable and listeners know that i'm not doing that but mostly i know you want to hear about al's reaction to it so i figured i'd let al you know intro it and and explain as far as you understand what's yeah. going on cuz i, I also mean, find that interesting i would i'm not going to explain the full thing cuz if you know what it is then you know what we're talking about that's fair in the interest of the show we'll yeah. say it in it's a it's, how would you explain it in a way um, that doesn't fully reveal it? I guess it's not like bloody or anything. It's just no. It's just something that's not for young younger audiences. <laughs> sure. Should we? It, it's it's so hard to talk about the scene at all without explaining exactly what so, happens. Yeah. And suffice it to say. And I guess the listeners go check it out, but I don't want to explain it in too much detail for any kids listening or whatever. But suffice it to say that a thing happens with a human body part that it shouldn't be able to do. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's actually kind of interesting, too. It's like Right. <laughs> yes. Very interesting. Yeah. I, I also... Okay, so then what what happened? What was the experience of that moment? Because like that, I think that's that's what the people want to yeah. know about, like... You seeing it, how did you react? And then what did I say to you afterwards? You know, that so, kind of thing. The My reaction at the moment when I saw it, I was like, wow, I, I don't know how that's done. That's so cool. Yeah, you were very like, much like immediately. How was that done? Yeah. Yeah. Because it was because it was amazing to me. Like, and it still is. It's it was incredible. It's incredible. Like, yeah. I mean, they had to do this. Um, well, I mean, I explained to you how it was done. Yeah. Yes. But, you know, they had to do the whole prosthetic, like, upper torso for uh, Linnea Quigley, you know. Yeah. And yeah. Then, uh, yeah. I mean, that's a really, really iconic part. But um, I made sure to, to do something very, very specific as soon as that part was over. Do you remember? No. Do you remember? No, you don't? No, I don't. I told you something very important. That that body part doesn't do that <laughs> right yeah yeah because of course if you go listen to our friends uh, nightmare junkhead very famously that scene affected genius mcgee's sort of life <laughs> and because you know he he grew up thinking that that's how 
those body parts worked and they don't. So I made a point of telling Al, that is not how that works. They don't do that (laughs) (laughs) so that Al would understand and not have to, you know, have those same genius McGee sized scars, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, no, you didn't, uh, you didn't, I mean, you didn't look away from it at all. No. And it didn't, didn't bother Al. It uh, was just exciting because Al wanted to know how it was done. One final thing I wanted to say for the end was uh, the Angela dance. Ooh, I am so glad you saved that for the end of our conversation. What about the Angela dance? That is half self-explanatory. In, uh, well. Half. <laughs> I, I guess. Basically, when Angela becomes a demon, she does this she does this, like, weird dance that's, like... A demon dance. Yeah, yeah. It's very, very well choreographed. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember who choreographed it? Nope. <laughs> that The choreographer for that particular dance was, in fact, Amelia Kincaid. Uh, do you know who that is? I... That's Angela. Yeah, okay, yeah. I was <laughs> she, like, she choreographed it herself. Yes, no. Um, that's something she was talking about on the Joe Bob uh, episode during one of the breaks is one of yeah, the reasons yeah. she took the movie was because they let her choreograph that dance. Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, and she dances to Bauhaus's uh, Stigmata Martyr. And oh my gosh, that scene is so good. I love, well, I love that track from Bauhaus. Like, love that track. Um, yeah, big it's fan really of them. good. And then... Uh, the dance is really, really great. You know, it's yeah. clear that she is, I mean, she's a dancer. It's clear, you know, that she isn't somebody who's just doing like kind of a performative dance that a director was like, I want to dance here. Let's have them do something like that. And then they kind of do like a half-hearted dance. She's a dancer putting everything into this, you know? Yeah. And, and she does so well. Yeah. And she dances then again in... Does she dance in both sequels? She must. I can't believe... I can't believe that they would not have her dance in both sequels. I, what, but it's been a little not? bit... <laughs> yeah, it's been a little bit since I watched the second one. I, I rewatched the second one as soon as the disc came in. But then I, I <laughs> watched the third one and stuff. But yeah, overall though, Al, what, what did you make of Night of the Demons? How, how did that sit with you? It is a very, very, very incredible movie. Yeah? Yes. You told me you liked it a lot, that it became, like, one of your favorites? Yeah. Like, immediately? Yep. So I think you're going to like um, a lot of the other movies you still yeah. have yet to watch, a lot of the big yeah. ones. If you liked that, the other ones are, you know, the other big ones are just as cool in, in all the effects stuff. This is why, like, you're seeing now what it is that so many of us love in horror, right? Yeah. You look at something and go, I don't understand how they did that. And it's amazing, you know, even looking at Night of the Demons, a movie I've seen a million times. I still look at it and am in awe. Right. Do you have a ranking for it? Do you know where it would be? Like, do you have uh, a ranking? No, okay. I don't. <laughs> no worries. No worries. So you had had some questions then about Night of the Demons, too. So let's talk about that briefly, because uh, Scream Factory, again, Really awesomely hooked us up with the 4K of Night of the Demons. And then the Collector's Edition Blu-ray of Night of the Demons 2. They did not send us a copy of Night of the Demons 3. I bought that myself. And I'll talk about that as well very, very briefly. I don't have much to say. <laughs> um, but 
uh, Night of the Demons 2, you had questions. So my first question was, is the Angela in that the same Angela as it will... <laughs> Sorry. Is <laughs> the Angela... <laughs> <laughs> You'll get it out. I'm messing this up. So <laughs> is the Angela in Night of the Demons 2 the same as... It... Same as is... in the first. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Amelia Kincaid plays Angela in the sequel. Yes. And they had another question, which was, do any of the characters from the first movie appear in the second one? Apart from Angela, you mean? Yes. Right. So, um, the second one, well, the first one's directed by uh, Kevin Tenney. And Kevin Tenney also made a movie called Witchboard that I love. I grew up watching that with your grandma all the time. We watched Witchboard a lot. To the point where, like, even nowadays I'll message your grandma when I'm watching Witchboard and she'll be like, I just watched it the other day. You know, it's one of those movies that we're <laughs> always watching. Um, the sequel is directed by Brian Trenchard Smith, who is a very, 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 very different filmmaker. It is such a different film. Um, Brian Trenchard Smith directs a lot of, like, really wacky um kind of over-the-top movies, and a lot of them are action movies. He, he did a ton of these big stunt-based movies when um, he was making everything early in his career in Australia. He's Australian, making all these giant action movies. My favorite thing, maybe, that he made in that era is called uh, Death Cheaters, and it's just a bunch of rando stunts, kind of <laughs> just yeah. strung together loosely as a movie. But he made Night of the Demons too, and even though the first one is goofy... Like the the first one has this almost innocent Halloween quality to it where it's sort of I don't know, you know, it's I mean it's razor blades and apples, right? Yeah, I mean that's like, kind of representative. It's Yeah, it's it does have a very Halloween vibe. Right, and it's it's sort of It's, it's hard to explain. Yeah, it it feels like the holiday feels in a very natural way. The sequel is set in a Catholic school. And it does not follow any of the characters from the previous one. Angela's in it, but our new set of characters are students at this school. The only correlation is that in the sequel, we actually follow Angela's sister, um, Melissa, I believe her name is, or Mouse, everybody calls her. And so... It ends up this thing where, like, obviously her sister disappeared in Hull House, you know, and all these kids died in Hull House. And then her sister's just gone. Right. So she's got this, like, trauma. And so, like, the mean girls at the school basically force her to go to Hull House on Halloween and basically let the demons out of Hull House. The big gimmick of the sequel is the demons get out. So, whereas they're only in the house in the first one, in the sequel, they get out and they go to this Catholic school. So, it's pretty wild. Uh -huh. Sounds very strange. It's very strange. I mean, it's very, very goofy. There's a sort of a swashbuckling nun character. She fights with her, like, yardstick that she hits the students with and she uses it, like, as a sword as well. And it's very silly. It's very, very, very silly in a way that I feel goes beyond the first one, but it's still its own beast, and I still really, really like it for what it is. And I have a ton of fun with it, because I just the basic idea of getting the demons out of the house, that's what you want, right? Yeah. That's what you want for the sequel. 
The third one is kind of a it's kind of a rough time. I did not I'd never seen it before watching the Blu-ray. Like I bought the Blu-ray um, again because, uh, you know, they didn't send it to us. I was buying it anyway because, you know, we already owned the first two, you know, and I, I've also then seen the remake with Edward Furlong in it. Shannon Elizabeth, I believe, is in that. That's, that's, you know, I, Ken and I had a really, really good time with the remake. Is it but better than the, the original? Then no. Oh, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Not even <laughs> close. No. Um, but the third one is very strange. It follows a bunch of characters who are really, really detestable for the most part. <laughs> and and uh, it's like... Yeah. That's, basically like yeah. criminals. We meet straight up criminals. Uh, they're not entirely criminals. It's a, there's a whole complicated setup. But basically these people they like commit crimes and then end up hiding out in Hull House. So then we have these characters who are like wielding guns and threatening each other or whatever. And then demons are around. And it really feels like a little too much is going on for me. You know, like adding in this whole crime wave kind of element with the police and stuff. It feels like too much is happening there, you know? Yeah. So, I, that's all I have to say about the third one. I mean, I, I, I own I it. I don't think I would like it. No, I don't think you would Sounds either. Sounds like the movie I would get, I would be like, I mean, why Why would you do that? I, <laughs> I, I, would, I don't even like, it's the type of movie where I would not care about the characters. Yeah, no, you definitely wouldn't. And I feel, I feel bad because I wish I liked it more. I really do. And I don't like... I don't like being negative about movies, you know, and we, we aren't on the show. We tend to not talk about things that we don't like ever. Um, it just so happens that this came up in this conversation because it is one of the three Blu-rays that came out at once. But again, notably, right, Scream Factory didn't send us a copy of that one, which I thought was probably because of the quality of the movie itself, um, but not necessarily in the way that you think I mean. I don't mean that like they didn't send it to us because they thought it would be reviewed poorly, <laughs> right? No. Because the disc is amazing. Like it's got really good stuff, you know. Like I mean it, it's still a Scream Factory disc. It looks really really nice, yeah. you know. So still great. But because the movie isn't as beloved as the other two, typically what a distributor will do is they'll kind of put out less of a movie, you know. And so then when we used to run the website, uh, Film Monthly, and we would have review copies of stuff, you know, coming in and whatnot, we would end up not getting some of the movies that the companies would be releasing in more limited amounts, you know. And the PR people would tell us, they'd be like, yeah, listen, this one isn't getting as many printed as the other ones, right? So we're not doing any review copies of that. And that is probably what happened with the third one, you know, yeah. uh, that ultimately they expected sales to be lower on it just because it is the third one. So they probably produced fewer of it. So didn't send I us mean, a copy. That, that does make sense. And I'm glad I own it, though. Like, I will absolutely rewatch it. Like, every time I rewatch the other two, when I go to watch the second one, I'll probably still throw in the third one, you know. But yeah. uh, not my favorite, that is for sure. <laughs> but let's talk about the discs, man, because... Obviously, we got this new 4K of the first one, and we got the new collector's edition of the sequel, right? Where, where, where do you want to start? What do you want to talk about? So, yeah, the special features. Oh, yeah, man. There's, um, in the original one, there's uh, not many new things. There's, well. <laughs> like, there's not many 
quote unquote new. Oh, you mean just ones. the stuff that that's loaded yeah. on the back of this one? And I well, like how many? You got the new commentaries. You got the new interviews that were on the original one, right? It has a pretty standard, I would say, array of special features, especially from Scream Factory for this era, right? For the era that yeah. this disc came out in. Um, but we were shocked to find how much new stuff is actually on this new Night of the Demons release. Yeah, there is. Oh boy, there is a lot. And we were watching, we started working our way through as much of it as we could, but there's so much, we couldn't get through everything. Like, frankly, the disc two and disc one special features are longer than the description of the movie. <laughs> right, it's huge. All kinds of new uh, interviews and featurettes, right? Um, there's interviews with uh, the producer, if I remember correctly. Right, the producer? Al- right, yeah. Um, Joe Augustine? Is that his name? Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> you're just holding the case, so I figured yes, you might yes, have it. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, some of the actors, there are new interviews with the actors and stuff, right? So there's a lot. There's a lot, a lot of stuff on there. The most exciting thing, and and people want to know generally, right, when the, a new release comes out, is it worth double dipping? And so, for me, there always has to be something special on a disc for me to want to double dip, right? Um, and this is actually a 4K release that I would have bought anyway, and not just because I love Night of the Demons, and not just because the 4K looks amazing, but because it's got one special feature on there that really stood out to me. The Halloween party work print. That's the one. And we already mentioned it, I know. But that is it. That is, to me, huge. And I haven't, we haven't sat through the entire work print. We watched the opening and we're trying to figure out if anything was cut differently. It may literally just be different yeah, titles. it seems to be almost the exact same movie. Yeah, we fast forwarded through it really, really quickly. We didn't have time to sit through it again. But... We didn't see anything new. It looks pretty similar, but I'm excited to watch the work print just to see. You know, I like yeah. watching work prints of movies. That's the big thing. So, listeners, if you're a fan of Night of the Demons, man, like just having the work print of the movie is so cool. You know, and it's a totally new special feature that wasn't on that previous disc. So I'm I again, this is one that I was going to buy just because of the work print. Right. Yeah. Similarly, I also would have bought the sequel, this new collector's edition. But really quickly, Al, how how did the picture look? Because we did we did do a comparison. Do you want to talk it about was... that? So the, it was very, very, I mean, not very different. The 4K was noticeably clearer. Yeah. Like we looked at the 4K and then we once we looked at the HD, you could see it was noticeably not as clear like yeah very noticeably yeah it was it's a stunningly clearer presentation yeah and not to like keep in mind of course that the first the original release here from screen factory looked fantastic yeah like it's, it was, it was it really great, good you know but it is so much clearer in yeah. the 4k we were stunned man yeah i mean we we put in we actually switched it out, what, three times we switched the discs around? Yeah, I think so. Because we just kept going back to be like, okay, 
but like really was it like that different and we kept looking at shots you know and we'd watch a little chunk and then we'd go in and we'd watch a little chunk and we'd focus in on sort of smaller details to see the clarity yeah stunning yeah it's stunning it is very stunning so yeah i mean also if you've got uh, 4k capabilities upgrade man yeah this is this is i mean one of the one of the best movies i love this one this is top 100 for me of all time easy maybe top 25 um the sequel we did also do similar uh video comparisons al what was the result there not it's not as noticeably different as with the the quality but it's still different it's still it's still noticeable. There there may be some picture difference. We were debating if there was. Um, the old release of uh, Night of the Demons 2 was from Olive Films. Um, rest in peace, Olive Films. I wanted to work there really bad. I applied there a bunch of times because um, they would hire for different positions. And I really wanted to work there because I loved what they did. Yeah, I, I saw uh, a lot of their, uh, a lot of the movies that were older obviously right yeah i mean because the uh invasion of the body snatchers and stuff is on their their label a lot of a lot of bucket of blood yeah a lot of good old movies were from all the films yeah they did so many good ones uh they put out cujo at one point really uh yeah um i believe our copy of cujo is the olive films i could be horribly mistaken i'm sorry but they were a chicago-based company and they're now closed unfortunately but we debated whether or not there is a, a video quality difference for Night of the Demons 2. I think Slight. we kind of we landed on if it is better, it is slightly better presentation. Um, and it would just be kind of because of the tech, I would imagine, just kind of the new way of transferring yeah. it. I don't I if it is a new transfer, it's negligible. The difference. Yeah. But the difference in content of the disc isn't. Anything but negligible. The original special features on the Olive Films was limited to audio commentary with Brian Trenchard Smith and cinematographer David Lewis. And that is it. One audio commentary track. And that was it on the sequel. Yeah. Well, there is like over nine different things. <laughs> on the on this new like, collector's maybe edition. Maybe ten. I don't know. There's a lot more. Yeah. I mean, we get... You know, new stuff with uh, Kevin S. Tenney's up in there. You know, we got a new interview with Amelia Kincaid, which is great to see her all over the place doing all these interviews and being on Joe Bob and stuff. That's been fantastic. Yeah. Right. We got, um, oh boy, Christy Harris interview. We got the producer. We got an hour of dailies from the set. Here's where this this disc gets really, really good, y'all. I think I also think this is one that is, to my mind, a must upgrade. Uh, it's got an hour of dailies from the set. Those are the things. Dailies? The dailies. This is something you didn't watch with me. The the dailies from this because you didn't watch any of the special features because Al didn't watch the movie. No. Um, Night of the Demons 2 is a bit more mature. It's got a lot more of the adult stuff that Al just isn't interested in seeing. <laughs> Who could blame me? Um, dailies are the the footage that you shoot like in a day. So when you watch the dailies for a movie, you're watching like yesterday's footage or whatever, right? And so it's just raw footage that you're watching, just all this raw footage. That's the dailies, you know, that's, all the different that's takes. Interesting. Yeah. So this is one hour of just raw footage from the movie. Yeah, and they probably spent a way more time. Oh, well, of course. Yeah. And then the other thing 
and this is the the big one here right um which i i'm really really excited to work my way through the rest of this i started it up um whereas the first night of the demons you know the work print seems very very similar the sequel the work print it does say has alternate scenes extended scenes deleted scenes wow. all kinds of new stuff so i'm actually going to rewatch the sequel here uh, in the month of October just to see all the work print stuff. Cause I'm really, really excited about that. Um, but yeah. Oh, and there's more stuff from uh, Steve Johnson on here. Even it's crazy. This, this disc for night of the demons two is really, really impressive. Obviously yeah. the, the first one's impressive, but it also had an impressive previous release. Um, I, I just find scream factory's new collector's edition of the sequel to just be a stunner. Oh my yeah. goodness. You just compare the special features side by side. Look at that, Al. There's so much blank space on the back of the Olive Films. The special features, what the special features looks like to me is, like, frankly, it just looks like the size of the barcode. (laughs) It's very, very small. You're right. Yeah, it's a very tiny on the the original release. If you, like, push it up against each other without the spaces, it's... The spaces—it's yeah, probably like the size of the barcode. Like, pretty similar, yeah. Very small. Again, not to say anything against Olive Films for what they did—they put out no. a Blu-ray of Night of the Demons too, which I really wanted at the time, and so I bought. Yeah. But you know, uh, I Scream Factory just really put something special together with this and with their new release of the original. I mean, just all of the stuff, all of these extras, <sighs> wow. man. Yeah. But I'm done. I'm done. Like just gushing praise over <laughs> here about these discs, yeah. and and again, they they didn't pay us to say anything. They no. didn't, we don't have to say it any. We didn't have to review them. <laughs> we want to. <laughs> we they could have sent us the discs, and I don't know. We could have been like, ah, we got nothing to say uh, except for mean stuff, and then maybe we wouldn't have said anything. I don't know. We didn't have to. No. So, you know, the, this is a movie that's really really important to me, and Al, I'm so glad you got to experience it. Yeah. For the first of many, 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 <laughs> many times. Yeah. But we're actually going to leave it at that, listeners, because we've been recording for uh, like an hour. We've got to eat dinner. Uh. And also, uh, we talked about three movies here. <laughs> so, uh, and I also briefly mentioned the remake, which, again, is fun. So this is our big, our big, big Halloween thing. We do hope to put out... Um, at least one of our old commentaries, we want to go through some of our old commentary tracks that we did and release like House on Haunted Hill or something with our commentary. We're still we still got to do that. So we got to go through that. Um, one of the things that's happening right now, though, is I'm doing a lot of screenwriting work. And so yeah. I'm very, very busy. Trust me, y'all. I'm working so hard to show you amazing things. We just got to finish the scripts. We've got people interested in making them. We have even, I mean, money lined up for a short. So like a big short. And I mean, there's there's stuff going on. So I'm just really excited to share it with you all. But if we don't end up getting anything else out, that is why <laughs> we, I have kind of a, an October 23rd writing deadline that uh, I'm trying to hit with my writing partner. So anyway, Al. Why don't you tell our listeners where they can find us online? You can find us on Twitter at cadaver underscore cast. Or x.com, as the case may be. Now what's dot com? X.com. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. It's just called X now. 
I I don't I don't I don't anymore. I, <laughs> they, we're never yeah. on there really. I mean, I'm on there actually most more often than not, just plugging our episodes and my screenwriting stuff. That's all I'm doing on there. But actually, I mean, follow us on there if you're on there, so that you can get our episodes mm-hmm. and screenwriting news. Yeah. You can find us on Facebook at the Cadavercast Critters and Creeps Club. Join the club. Yep, and we're posting our uh, October horror watch list there. So everything we watched this month is going up there. Al has watched uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe like five movies, four or five movies this month Um, so far. I've watched like 26, I think, and we're like 11 days in. Um, So doing all right. So join the club. Hey, yeah. You can find our merch at teespring.com slash cadavercast. Yup. And you can email us at cadavercast at gmail.com. There you go. Happy Halloween, Critters and yeah. Creeps. It's a it's a big October for us here. Again, I, I know you're used to hearing, I don't know, big episodes from us, multiple episodes from us and whatnot, but... Know that I'm out here working really hard on horror stuff to fill your eyeballs and brains with, and uh, it's going to be pretty good. Yeah. And also, Al's doing big stuff. Yeah. Um, Al's Al's in some clubs and stuff. What are you up to? Let Let's tell um, before we get out of here. Why don't you tell so, our listeners what you're up to this month? I am I am helping out with the school newspaper, mm-hmm. which is that's one of my clubs. I'm also doing the D and D club. Yep. And then I'm also doing cross country in the morning at that's like seven thirty in the morning. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and Al's also doing martial arts. Yes. Three days a week, right? Mm-hmm. So. So yeah. Pretty busy. <laughs> We're pretty busy, and yep. yet we still recorded for over an hour here, uh, all told, and that's yeah. pretty darn good. Al, it's, it's I'm I was very glad to get your thoughts on this yep. movie finally because we've been holding off recording because we kept getting sick. Uh, and then we both lost our voices. It was a nightmare. <laughs> but Al, why don't you wish everybody a happy Halloween and sign us yeah. out? You've been listening to another episode of Cadavercast. I'm Al Burnham. And I'm Cadaver Dad Jeff Burnham. Thanks. We love you. And happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. <laughs>